0: This is hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's hard to read and you know sound intelligent and not struggle over the words that you wrote. Uh, good thing I'm an engineer. Okay. Welcome to another episode of the Pod Squad Pod. I'm RJ Shanks, joined by my co-host Tyler Armiho, Joe, and Greg. Both could not be here today mainly because we had to cut their salaries in order to bring in our guest speaker. Joined, as, joined with us this week is uh, none other than Miss Met herself, Maggie McCarthy. Say hi to the folks, Maggie.
1: Hello, hello. Thrilled to be joining the Pod Squad pod this week.
0: Yeah, welcome to the pod, our, our first official guest. It, you know, it's, uh, it's good to... Oh, wow. Yeah, we've had some, you know... Rachel will be
2: offended by that comment,
0: RJ. <laughs> I wouldn't say she's been an official guest. You know, she just kind of appears in the shadows, always lurking, presence is always there. But, you know, we, we should have her on fully. She is a fan favorite. But it's nice to have, you know, an official guest uh, to kind of shed some light on our uh, upcoming opponent, the Mets, this weekend. Uh, but before we get into that, we'll we'll talk about the uh, Padres road series that we just wrapped up. Uh, brutal ten game grind went four and six over the series. Uh, Tyler, share your thoughts on on where we're at, especially after getting swept by the Cubs and uh, on a four game skid.
2: Yeah, I think it's safe to say we're running on fumes here. Uh, that <laughs> Cubs series was uh, quite atrocious, but uh, I may or may not have tweeted about the fourth inning yesterday, like just forfeit the game and get on a plane <laughs> right now when it was still one to one. Uh, so it was like, uh, it was just not good, but I mean, anytime you go deep into extra innings four consecutive days on a 10 day road trip, don't think you can be surprised at the end of the trip gets ugly.
0: Yeah. It doesn't help too, that we started the trip on like extra innings as well. The back to back, uh, extra inning games in Milwaukee. And then, yeah, it just kind of, it, w- there was never a comfortable win. It felt like, you know, the Astro wins were, were grinders as well. And then by the, yeah, by the time we got to the Cubs, you know, Fernando Tatis has the oblique injury as well. We don't have Trent Grisham. Will and Manny seem to be kind of banged up. It, it was a brutal series. Good thing is we have zero days off to recover and get ready for the, uh, the Mets. So, Maggie, talk about your Mets. How are you guys doing?
1: You know, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. Um, I might answer that question differently depending on not just which day you ask me, but, like, what time of day – what inning we're in, Um, (laughs) but overall vibes are pretty exciting, I would say. Um, We've been really, a lot of key talent um, riding the IL, however, in spite of that, we've still been chugging along pretty well, still leading the NL East, Um, and you know, if we can do that while dealing with all these setbacks, then no reason to not feel excited other than that we've been cursed my entire life, so... (laughs) (laughs)
2: most definitely you gotta be proud absolutely leading the NL East is very impressive so what have you thought of the job your great manager Mickey Calloway has done so far
1: well he's not our manager
2: (laughs) oh that's right that's right that's right He, he assaulted women I'm sorry it's Carlos Beltran as your manager
1: oh wait no he's not the manager either he cheated oh my
2: gosh who is your manager these days
1: you know um We've also had a bit of a kerfuffle on the, uh, you know, office admin management side of things. I won't lie to you. The off season leading up to this year did not leave me particularly inspired up until a certain acquisition of a smiling infielder. Um, but, you know, I think for what I was saying before, I think Rojas is doing a good job. Like we're dealing with a lot of our – Men injured and still squeaking out these wins. Um, we've obviously still got a very strong pitching staff. So I feel like he's making good decisions. I'm, I'm trying to not be swayed by the, um, the Mets Twitter slash a lot of Mets fandom that likes to, as soon as two things go wrong, be like, oh, fire him and fire all the training staff. And I'm like, all right, let's give it a minute here. You know, we're, we're dealing with a... A bit of a situation, but I think he's doing a good job. You know, um, I'm I'm feeling good about it. I feel like this would be a tough situation to handle for even a seasoned manager, and he's he's doing well. So I'm feeling good.
0: You mentioned Mets Twitter being brutal. Potter's Twitter is also brutal as well, yep. which kind of leads me to the thought: Is there any fan base Twitter that's actually like a good like realm to be in? Like, you know, would that be like just some last place team? Like, I got is, it i got go the answer.
2: Cardinals Twitter, the best fans in baseball, RJ. Come on.
0: Oh,
1: uh,
2: <laughs> No way.
0: I,
1: I was going <laughs> to say, I feel like Mariner's Twitter is probably a nice place.
2: <laughs> I think it's just dark. Yeah, I, I was going to really say, dark. it's just a pit of despair where they're just like,
0: it's fine. You know, like they, you know, they win like the first like 10 games of the season. They're just like, we're going all the way. And then like, you know, a two game losing streak. And they're like, this is it. This is what we all knew was coming.
1: Yeah, oh, man. You can what only a- go up though. So true
0: but will they ever
1: <laughs> I hope
0: they're so. almost a
2: 500 baseball club right now okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> they had a rod ken griffey and randy johnson and did nothing with them so i don't think you ever come back from that
2: <laughs> yeah just ask the angels right now
0: <laughs> yeah that's very true angels twitter must be a hell of a place <laughs> especially with joe madden running the show my god but i digress so now you did mention that uh you know it depends on the time of day you know where you're at wait how you're feeling the Mets. When would you say you're the most comfortable? Is it when DeGrom's on the mound, or like, are you still nervous about that because you guys refuse to give him run support?
1: You know, our past couple outings, I've felt much more confident, but you're exactly right. I feel good first inning, second inning, maybe third inning. But once we're getting into fourth, fifth, and it's one nothing. i'm really starting to sweat
0: (laughs) and that one run is from degrom like you know hitting a double into the gap with like a runner on first and two outs so you know he's just kind of doing it all
1: i think he's like seven for eight in his last starts with hitting it's it's, he's he's i can't even think about him i just start crying like it's just (laughs) it makes no sense it's so beautiful and i we don't deserve him but we have him so
0: that's that's how we feel about tatis um tatis or tyler uh, would you say Degrom is the front runner on Tatis's biggest competition for NL MVP?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. I um, see. I'm very much uh, partial to the pitcher not winning the MVP award because they already have their Cy Young. It'd be very difficult for Tatis to win a Cy Young. So, um,
1: I mean, I, I, if he really tried, <laughs> if he was really yeah. the best.
2: Just ask Shohei Otani. <laughs> it is possible. But, um, I, th- I think the answer is yes. I think Acuna is in that conversation as well. But uh, I think those are the three guys right now. Uh, obviously, I'm a little bit biased. I'm going to lean towards uh, Tatis. But uh, I was going to ask this as a, a form of a rude question, but I'm just going to say it as a fact instead. Uh, <laughs> Jacob DeCrom has a higher <laughs> offensive war than
0: Francisco Lindor
2: so far this year. So uh, he's been quite the player.
0: Wow. Did not know that. How how are the uh, the feelings towards the newly acquired smiling infielder, Maggie?
1: <laughs> you know, um, he's been a little cool offensively. I, I, I can't be denied, but I think he's made a couple of phenomenal defensive plays, um, which is definitely something that we were missing before. Rosario was not going to make a lot of the catches and do a lot of the fielding that Lindor has done um and I also think his presence is just super valuable um being positive and it seems like the team has really like already rallied around him and he's rallying around them so I feel like making an impact defensively and culturally already has been great and like seems like last couple games the offense has finally been heating up a bit so I'm still feeling good. Maybe I'm a little bit in denial, but I feel like I've we've got a long time, so it's okay if it doesn't start off quite as fast as maybe we hoped it would.
2: Yeah, I can't agree more with the locker room stuff. I mean, the bonding that he's been able to come up with with the players, especially Jeff McNeil, you know, going on these searches where they find rats in the tunnel. I mean, you just can't (laughs) say enough about Lindor and his clubhouse presence so far. You beat me to it, Tyler. I was (laughs) right on that as well.
1: Hey, I mean, that takes some expert handling to just commit to the, you know, commit to the charade. So I do think it was impressive.
0: Was it a New York rat or was it a raccoon? That's the real question.
1: I mean, they get big. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) once you've found yourself on the subway platform having a bagel and then you see a rat on the tracks also having a bagel, (laughs) you just... (laughs) it's a bonding experience that you can't really have anywhere else. You know,
0: I saw my first San Diego rat downtown on my uh, tor- when we were walking towards our, the game. Uh, they are not nearly the size as these New York rats. So not a lot to worry about uh, real quick, Tyler, your thoughts on the Tatis injury. Are we concerned going forward or do you think this is something, you know, a precaution that they're just shielding him from uh, future injuries?
2: Well, RJ, I mean, as I'm sure most people know, I wake up basically at 3 a.m. morning in a cold sweat thinking about (laughs) did Tatis get injured every single day of my life. So is there a concern? Of course. Um, Do I expect him to play today? I think there's a good chance. I think I'd be very surprised if he's not in the starting lineup by Friday. So I think he'll be okay. I think they're just being cautious as they should be.
0: Maggie, if this same injury were to happen to Lindor, would you want the Mets to shield him uh, from further injury?
1: It's a good question. I mean, I feel like it's still pretty early in the season. Um, and especially with the way the NL East is shaking out, I feel like there's no need to kind of risk that. Um, but also with how many people have been injured right now, maybe I would feel differently if he all of a sudden got injured and then I didn't know anyone that was playing in the infield currently. Um, but yeah, I think it's a tough situation, but I feel like right now, at this point, I would I would be a little patient with it, just in case, because we're still pretty early on.
2: Feel I that, personally you. would like to see him sit out Saturday. I think Saturday is <laughs> a good day to rest. Just give Tatis a day. You know, that's just all we need to do.
0: That is the uh, DeGrom game, for those of you oh, at home it? who are, <laughs> are, are wondering. Uh, The Mets injuries have been long and often uh, so far this early in the year, which has caused you guys to bring up a lot of people that you really wouldn't have thought are still in the league. So leads me to uh, a new segment we're going to call Met or Regret. So Tyler, I'm going to list off um, players that may or may not have been on the Mets this year, and you have to tell me if they have been a Met, or if they are no longer in the league and we regret inform them of that. So I'll, I'll start with this one. Cameron Mabin, Met or regret?
2: Uh, I think, man, he just signed with somebody. Was it the Mets? I think I'm going to say yes. I think I'm going to say yes.
0: He was a Met. Now, is he still a Met? I'm going to say yes. He is no longer a Met. Oh, no. He got no. DFA'd, yes. So there oh,
2: I, I thought I saw him hitting third one day or something.
0: <laughs> Maggie, tell me. Yeah, walk us through the Cameron Maybin experience. We're very familiar with the Cameron Maybin experience. Walk us through that.
1: Oh, man. I don't even – it just got sad. It, like, he couldn't catch a break. I mean, at first – That was, was
2: 2011, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he it did? just got to a point where it was laughable that he hadn't hit yet, and then he, he would get so close and then, like, get, you know – Messed up by something, um, but he did, I forget which game it was in, but he did finally get a hit and get on base. And then I think he was DFA'd like the next day, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> he had one moment of glory.
0: <laughs> he did steal that base in that one world series and got us all tacos. So, you know, shout out to him forever. And, you know, always, always got to give love to the former Padres, no matter how bad they were for us.
2: He hit a uh, home run on opening day to tie in the ninth inning. Uh, I want to say it was 2011. It, and I'm like, oh, my God, Cameron Mabin, that's the guy. That's the future center fielder. And then I think it was, about uh, like it. Was, one
0: season. It was 2012 against the Cardinals. Um, I remember that exactly because I was just like, oh, great signing by us. Because we got him in the Marlins <laughs> when he was still like 24. And mm-hmm. uh, he never panned out. All right. So uh, next name, Neil Walker, met or regret?
2: There's no way Neil Walker's still on that team.
0: No way. Neil Walker is no longer on the team. Yes. Regret to inform that Neil Walker is gone. Uh, Francisco Cervelli.
2: No, he can't be. No,
0: <laughs> he is also he is also no longer in the league. Uh, Jonathan VR. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He got
2: he got started playing because Lindor was slumping.
0: Yeah, yeah. There you go. He is he permanent second baseman now, Maggie, or mixing him in filling in holes what what's what's his
1: deal I don't even know honestly
0: (laughs) it's fair (laughs) he
1: played last night um he's honestly he's been pretty strong offensively I'm not I'm not hating it you know he's earning his keep so they keep bumping him around the infield that's cool with me
0: Ty, you like this. My comparison to him, my NBA comp for him is uh, Nicholas Batum. You know, like everyone oh, okay. thought he was good for his original team and then just kind of bounced around the league ever since then. All right, I got two more for you. Uh, Chad Bettis, met Ooh, or regret? God, is
2: that the old Rockies guy?
0: Yeah, that, I, that, some I would have, say yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say he's on the team. Sure, I have no idea. I am just pulling that one out of my
0: butt. He is out of the league. We regret yeah, to inform you. All right, and then the Where final. Where did you get that name, <laughs> dude? They they signed Cameron Maven. Okay, like that <laughs> bet is like isn't that far off. Okay, uh, last one, Taiwan Walker.
2: Well, I mean, he's starting tonight. So. Damn
0: it! That's <laughs> right. But Taiwan Walker, he's a Met. Like I just found that out today. Not only like, is oh, he a
2: Met, he's a Met with a sub two ERA. Yeah, he's what?
0: good.
2: What he, he figured oh, yeah. it out. If you just look at his numbers and Darvish's numbers, his look better. I'm just saying.
0: That's not possible. I, he's always been that guy that's had really good stuff, but, like, I don't know, just throws the 95 down the middle and gets hit. And I thought, like, the league figured him out. I thought he was done. He's good now.
2: Well, when you're managed by Mickey Calloway, all things are possible.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: I'm worth, a- I think it's just the power of Queens, you know, and working alongside a stud like DeGrom just brings out the best in everyone.
0: I Wasn't mean,
2: Daniel Murphy a Met when he hit like 9 million home runs. I think that's fair. a fair point. Just give Queens the credit.
1: He was. He was.
0: Murph-tober. Great, I, great half a month.
2: I'm pretty sure the Rockies are still paying him double-digit million dollars this year.
0: After that, after the one postseason that he <laughs> yeah. did well and then like completely, you know, ate it in the World Series. Yeah, World let's Series talk about that.
1: that. We, won't, we
0: won't bring that up. We won't bring that up. <laughs> So Eric (laughs) (laughs) what are your thoughts on his base running also maggie i don't know if you've seen haas run the bases lately the fact that he made it from home to like from third to home in like a span uh shorter than 10 seconds is a miracle that man looks like he's like limping around the bases now he can't run
1: like i said anything's possible in queens doesn't really (laughs) matter which team you're on though
2: so, speaking of uh, pitchers from that series, Maggie, I, I have questions about your bullpen here. Um, so, to me, Jury's Familia and Edwin Diaz have two of the best stuff in the league, and yet neither are very effective. Can you explain why to me?
1: Well, I mean, we've had a little bit of a different story this year, especially with Diaz. He's been pretty strong so far. I think, he, I think uh, the other day he gave up his first save, but he had otherwise been – been finishing the job um i don't know though i mean familia was i i can't stand him i guess not, <laughs> I, I can't there's nothing else i can say it's like his um his uh what do you call it the his walk-on song when he comes in is the like danza kajura and i'm like you want me to be happy i'm not happy i'm gonna i know what's gonna happen here you're gonna load the bases we're you're gonna get us to two outs and then you're gonna give up two runs and then the game's over and then i'm gonna throw my chicken tenders on the ground um so he and you know his his personal life not being great either um, (laughs) It does not rank too highly in my book and I'm sort of like you know what if you do a good job fine but I'm never gonna count on him too frankly Diaz on the other hand I feel like he had a rough start which was sort of felt like a classic oh you were really good somewhere else and then you came here and like what happened um but I feel like he's finding he's finding his stuff a little bit better this season but definitely agree for the last several it's been like you on paper you should be doing this job well but you're just not and I don't know I mean the Mets bullpen in particular my entire life has struggled like Armando Benitez when I was a Mm. child that was a god-awful thing to live through like you know (laughs) it's just been tough
0: (laughs) a couple episodes ago we played a fun game where we just took a stroll down Padres bullpen memory lane we've actually had been very blessed with a with a good bullpen most of our uh most of our lives um our offense on the other yeah. hand oh we we could take a stroll down that lane and just name some just terrible starting players that had no business being the league let alone you know starters um, and that was yeah, in 2019 oh god <laughs> Woo, good times we've, we've come a long way could you hum a few bars of uh Família's uh, walkout song. For those of us who may may or may not have heard that song.
2: Yeah, I don't know the song.
1: You know the song, but I'll indulge you. It's like, oh yes, yeah, that one.
2: That I think we need, need. I need only one more lyric. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that if only get we you, were on
1: video, I'd do the dance. You
0: know? <laughs> that doesn't get you jazz. You're not just like, okay, yeah, he's got me now. He's he'll he'll close this one out. I believe again.
1: Not even a little bit. I also feel like you have the unique opportunity as a closer to like have a song that's just, you know, like like I want it to be like metal or something like Don't F with me, not like woohoo <laughs> at the club. <laughs> um, Mark so.
0: the Mark the Shark Melanson comes out to Thunderstruck and I've set it on record on this podcast for it gets the crowd going. I am, oh yeah. I am jazzed and ready. I there's <laughs> That man can't give up a, a hit, let alone, you know, blow a say with that song coming out.
1: Oh, yeah. There there was a season when Cindergard, that was his warm-up music pregame.
0: Uh, uh, natural choice, obviously. Natural yeah, choice. yeah. <laughs> what, what, is, uh, what is the latest on Thor? I, I saw somewhere where uh, he his latest rehab stint didn't go super well, and now his timetable is more looking like August, and he, Any other things or thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I think they scanned his elbow and like the ligament damage is fine, but it's still swollen. Um, So he's just on a slower recovery path than they thought. Um, Just definitely a bummer, like would love to have him back and have a solid fifth in the rotation or just have a solid five-man rotation. (laughs) Um, And I, you know, personally just, just miss watching him um but yeah it, it's definitely a bummer um it feels like it's been forever honestly since we've gotten to see him pitch and it sucks that this is taking so long but you know would rather he throws so hard i i would i worry about him coming back too soon and like risking further damage you know
2: but the thing I, is if he does come back there's a chance they bump out Captain Cherv, Joey Lucchese, and I don't think you want that. (laughs) The Churve is very fun to watch.
1: This man, his pitch tipping, good grief. But Can I
2: I cut you off, though? How can you tip a pitch that no one else in the league has? I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll give him credit. His last start, he looked a bit better than he had in his first few, but... Ooh man. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys. You know.
0: <laughs> hey, he had only that one... 18 runs in 23 innings. <laughs> he had that one really good rookie year, and I was like, this guy's not bad. And I'm like, oh. we... that was kind of during our stint where we just had a bunch of lefties that all looked like the same. Yep. Him, Lauer, <laughs> and – Oh, uh, uh, the, the glorious
2: – the glorious margavish I think, is who you're thinking of. But – It, the... it, it Lauer...
0: was Margavish, uh, whatever the fuck his name is. That guy <laughs> – Maggie, this guy had an impronounceable name and then threw like an 89 our cutter, but also somehow had like a sub-3 ERA for like the first half of the season. None of us knew what was going on. And then (laughs) he dramatically regressed. Dramatically.
2: So as we were talking about, Captain Sheriff Joey Lucchesi, great rookie season and then a regression. Um, It reminds me of another player on the Mets... Properly named the polar bear because he's been hibernating the last two seasons. Oh uh, my God. Are, is, oh my God. is there any concern Maggie at all about Pete Alonzo?
1: You know, let me just first say that I cast with a welcoming attitude, ready to lift each other up in our successes. And met with just pure rudeness. Um, but I know y'all have particular salt for, for Pete after his little kerfuffle with your pitcher that doesn't matter anymore, I think.
0: Um, Unfor- unfortunately, <laughs> the this, this half of the pod, uh, pod squad pod are actually uh, paddock defenders. Mm-hmm. The other half of the pod would be totally on your side and be like Pete was in the right this entire time. So really unfortunate draw of the cards for you, Maggie. But continue.
1: <laughs> well, I'll just leave it there then. Um, no, I mean, he, you know was also injured um, but he came back uh, first game and he had a good offensive outing and obviously honestly he's been I think he's been doing well at first also I mean McCann has been making it work in his absence I'll give him credit too but um, yeah I think he he had obviously an incredible rookie year and I feel like you know that's a lot to come back from the next year and have that over your head and trying to live up to that and I feel like he really was trying to like just go yard every at bat and he needed to rein it back and you know change his swing a little bit to try and just keep up with where he was going and again not just have the goal of I want to hit as many home runs as possible so I feel like it was a rough season after such a good one and that made it even worse since it was so different, but you know, I feel like hopefully he'll find a a nice medium to settle into um, this year. And I, before he got injured, I think he was doing pretty well. So we'll see how the rest of the season goes.
2: The to be honest, argument- he could be yeah, I was gonna say he could be hitting four hundred for all I know. I just I just wanted to use that joke.
1: <laughs>
2: ha,
0: ha, ha. <laughs> Tyler wrote one thing on his notepad before coming to this podcast. Pete Alonzo Hibernation Show. Yep,
2: hundred um, percent. Check that
0: check that off. Nice. I mean the argument can be made that, you know, the same regression happened with Paddock and now they're both just, you know, it's the Spider-Man meme. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll, we'll transition to a little more friendlier segment. Uh, one of our more popular segments, uh, what he looks like. Uh, so I just ask you uh, if the player looks like this, and uh, you guys agree or disagree. So we'll, we'll start with a good one. Um, does Fernando Tatis look like sex? Uh, Tyler, what, what, do you, what do you got?
2: Oh, 1,000%. I mean, that's not even a debate.
0: I mean, that's yeah. law that ball that he hit against the Astros that still hasn't landed. I mean, that right there is that you look up the definition of sex in the dictionary. It's just a picture of him standing and watching it. Uh, Maggie, what are your thoughts?
1: I mean, when he hits and just doesn't even like move, doesn't even flip the bat. Cause he's just like, just, just wait a sec. I want want everyone (laughs) to see this. And then he's like, Oh, F you and does it i'm like oh god okay yes <laughs> <laughs> Hun- hundo p agree the man is sex for sure so talented so so swag i love him love me some tatis
0: we we do as well yeah. all right i got a, i've got another one from one sex symbol to another does noah cindergard look like a guy who practices saying hey in the mirror to hone in the crucial timing of the hair flip brow raise, seductive smile combo Maggie, that's your boy. What do you think?
1: You know, maybe, maybe, maybe he practices just to make sure he's he's doing it right, but he doesn't need to, you know.
2: <laughs> he really doesn't
1: need to. Um he posted today that he was like at the farmer's market in somewhere in Manhattan, and I had this moment where I was like, what, what if i ran into him at the farmer's market oh. <laughs> what, what would i do <laughs> um
0: did you quickly like google maps like how close the farmer's market was and be like i mean I, yeah i could still make it and it could just be half a chance
1: i knew i didn't because sadly i did know where it was but um you know it's it's for the best it's for the best um one but day. i think you know it also takes it takes commit to the long hair and to he has like part of shaped now when he did the viking show so i feel like he probably doesn't need to practice but maybe he does a little just just because he's a sweetie at heart you know
0: you know you gotta stay informed so you know even even the masters still practice the the basics from from uh time to time uh tyler what do you got
2: I mean, yeah, 100% he does. And it's great to see the sex symbol from each team have bonded over their hatred of Trevor Bauer. I think we might have all chances <laughs> earlier in the year, but yeah. It's great to see. Great
0: to see. Uh, I think uh I think I safe to say that no two teams were more happy that Bauer didn't sign with them than the uh, Padres and Mets, so we just don't have to deal with with that guy. But oh god. What a what a time that would have been.
2: Yeah, it would have been it would have been an adventure. I'm more than happy to push him up the road a little bit.
0: uh next one uh does will myers look like a reoccurring character in adam sandler movies tyler what do you think
2: i actually have a different one maggie does will myers look like a strikeout
0: (laughs) that was mean and you know it
1: (laughs) i love will i've been very influenced by rj um I, i i have a deep love for will myers um i think he looks like honestly not an Adam Sandler movie. I feel like he's better than that, but I feel like he's like the the side character in a sitcom that like doesn't always do the best with dating, but he tries, you know. Oh, now
2: I can see that. I can see that.
1: <laughs> like lovable, but oh, Will, you're rooting for him, though.
0: <laughs> he also looks like a puppy, so I feel like that kind of that kind of falls in place. Father, what the hell, man? <laughs> this, this Will hate has got to stop, okay? You've already been on the wrong side of the Will is good campaign. You want to do it will again? Was good you want campaign. to go for repeat? Oh my it's god. It's the Will was good campaign. Their nickname for him now, Maggie, is Will I was instead of like Will I am. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't appreciate it Neither does Will. So, we'll move on. That one, uh, that one clearly Are we going to play who you
2: got now?
1: Ooh, no, gonna we're play not, who you got?
0: We're not going to oh. play who you got. I got no. I got one more for the looks like game. Uh, another Met. All right. Does Jacob DeGrom look like the former lead guitarist of the underground band Shredder, who now has a real job as an eighth grade math teacher? Maggie, what do you got?
1: Yes. (laughs) For sure. Like, Jake definitely did shred, still does shred, but in a very low-key way. I'm sure he has, like, a couple nice guitars in his basement or something. Totally see that. I love and appreciate how, like, little we know about what's going on there but he's just it's all talent and 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 good vibes for sure like he has a very very sweet personality too i think when we do get to spend some time with him so he's one of he's the friends.
0: Few, he's one of the few people who's like cut their hair and has ended up throwing harder which is is just something i mean i know it's unbelievable uh tyler what do you got
2: yeah, fun, fun. Jacob Degrom, fact, real fast. Apparently, starting pitchers with like their amount of pitches over 100 miles an hour. Second place, I forget who it is, but they have six, and Degrom has like 64. So, a <laughs> little bit of a gap there for those starters. Uh, Unbelievable.
1: Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I
2: totally agree. I totally agree, and I think that it wouldn't surprise me if one of the days Maggie goes to a farmer's market, she sees cindergard and
0: Degrom rocking out to something up there on a, on a stage.
1: We can only dream, honestly. Sounds like Kevin.
0: Tyler, did you see um, the Twitter account for the, uh, I think it's like the Palmdale Cardinals? <laughs> yes. That's incredible. Oh my
1: God. <laughs> Send help.
0: <laughs> that social media person needs to be uh, promoted to just every job. Uh, for those of you at home who aren't aware, the uh the Palmdale Cardinals were the team that uh DeGrom faced in his rehab stint and uh they were their tweets were fire they were basically like send help we started the game off with 101 we've got kids that like were born in the 2000s we have no chance oh, it, was, it was tremendous and and honestly like at 18 19 years old what are you supposed to do like you've never seen anything to that late maybe just because like there's really no pitcher that has that kind of fastball like slider combo but Good God, I can't imagine, like, a college me just, like, looking on the mound and be like, oh, cool, it's DeGrom, like, this this will be fun.
2: I mean, he's got a .71 ERA in the pros, so, yeah, I can't say uh, there's too many people like that in the big leagues either, but one of the funny things, too, with that, he had three innings, eight Ks, all I want to know, who's that guy that put it
0: in play, and how quickly can Prowler get on the phone to get that guy? <laughs> Did he ask for the ball? He for sure asked for the ball, right? Like, I would have. Like, you know, re- coming back home from first, he's just like, can I get that? Like, that's
2: it. He probably like bunted it right back to the mound too
0: or something.
1: <laughs> but. I kind of feel like, I wonder if when, you know, he was in his rehab stint and he was playing them, I wonder if he felt bad, you know, if he was like, no, I shouldn't. Like, poor kids.
2: The 8Ks would make me think no.
0: I think he could have pitched the contact a little bit if he felt bad and he did not do that. Maggie as a as a former college pitcher who pitched in a uh, adult baseball league mm-hmm. after college I can say this with uh pure certainty I threw about eight miles an hour harder than anybody else did and I brought it every time It just feels <laughs> good I know it's not fair. I know I'm I like you know played well further past like the rest of these guys who probably stopped after like JV high school but just it just feels good to blow it by some people and know that they they can't do anything about it so I'm all about. DeGrom just pumping 101, knowing that they, they can't do anything to, to stop him.
1: I mean, he's got to do it to get ready to, you know, get back up here and do what he needs to do, so.
0: Exactly.
2: Especially with the buzzsaw he's running into. This
1: <laughs> oh, my Lord. Maybe you guys will get lucky and get his second curveball ever.
0: I mean, in, he, in fairness,
2: if we score one, along. we've got a shot with him pitching. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Does does he even use the changeup either? Like I feel like I only see fastball slider, and at this point, why why even like throw anything else? I think he said that actually. He's like, That's I have a curveball, but I don't need to use it. So why? <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So looking ahead to the series, um, I was really confident that like we would start off hot on tonight's game since uh, Taiwan Walkeron's mound, and then I just learned that he has a you know two ERA. So confidence is uh is no longer a thing anymore, but we've got you on the mound. I, I like our matchup there. Uh, Maggie, let's start with you. Uh, which, which game are you looking forward to the most? What are you predicting? you thinking two, two split, you know, you thinking you sneak one on the road there. What, what do you got?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Um, yeah. I mean, we don't know who's pitching Friday for us. So that might be one that you can comfortably take. Um. <laughs> we uh we have blake
0: we have blake snell on the mound that night so uh nothing is comfortable with him
1: well i love a chaotic environment for sure too um, i don't know we came up all right the game yesterday was so nuts there were eight runs in the first inning like i don't know what to expect from anything anymore um uh, but i'm very excited for these next games except that they three of them start at 10 o'clock which is going to be a little rough (laughs) for your girl but at least it's on a weekend
0: (laughs) you got especially screwed because saturday games have been starting at 5 40 and this is like the first one that started at seven so i don't i don't know what happened there they're the 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 mlb scheduling like always kind of cracks me up because it's like you know when teams are going from coast to coast you can easily kind of like maneuver the start times around to kind of help with that and they just don't. They don't give a shit. They're like, no, nope, Mets, you're going to start 10 o'clock your time. Game's going to be over 2 o'clock your time. You know, tough shit. So, you know, another shout-out to my boy Manfred. Always doing a great job. Dickhead. Sorry, that, that was too harsh. That was too harsh. I should I – uh, Was it,
2: though? I don't know. What it was. I think that was pretty
0: fair. <laughs> uh, uh, Tyler, what are your thoughts on
2: the series? Yeah, you know, with all the shit-talking I've done about the Mets, you think I'd feel pretty confident. I most definitely do not. Uh, I, feel, <laughs> I feel very nervous about tonight's game. We better freaking win it because you start looking ahead. It's like, okay, if Darvish loses, all of a sudden you got Snell Friday, you got DeGrom Saturday, and then you got Paddock on Sunday. So uh, let, let's win the night. Let's win the
0: night, And, uh, yeah, let's go from there. Paddock's facing his boy, though. He's going to get up for this one. I'm actually very confident in Sunday's game. It's probably the one I'm the most confident in now that I know okay. that Tywa Walker's good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm Paddock and I'm confident in Paddock getting one guy out. Unfortunately, there are eight other guys in the lineup. So yeah,
0: Lindor is hitting like sub 200, you know, although this would be like this probably would be the series that he breaks out, you know, Tatis on the other side of the diamond. He gets a little hyped up for that. Before you know it, he's hitting 750 for the series with like three bombs and 12 RBIs so yeah I can definitely I'm definitely can talk myself into being nervous more about this series so looking forward to it it's always a good time
1: um I can't wait and then you're right back here in a few short games after
0: yeah uh we may or may not have you back on uh depending on the reviews of our you know 12 fans I was gonna say uh, dozen
2: dozen (laughs) of fans
1: (laughs) oh just get it out Get up to Baker's dozen, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, now if you listen, it might be. (laughs) Yeah, Maggie, you can be real with us. Will this podcast that you're on be the first one that you listen to?
1: I actually listened to your most recent one, which I was going to say. Whoa. Well, unfortunately (laughs) titled "Get Out the Brooms" or something like that, which looks like, like that doesn't work so well after your last series well that's why it won't be the title of the podcast this time
0: (laughs) it worked when we went on that nine game winning streak it was really appropriate then and then um yeah Yeah, another
2: another fun fact the first team to sweep a nine and 0 or more homestand since the mets in 2015 and see it all comes full circle oh
1: my god (laughs) what a year I got so mad during the broadcast yesterday, which was on YouTube. Um, so that was weird already. But when it, after the chaotic first inning where both us and the Diamondbacks had to, you know, give up a ton of runs. And then I guess the Diamondbacks didn't go to their pen yet, but we did. Um, and then they were like, okay, time for our first commercial break here's a David Wright highlight from the 2015 (laughs) world series and they showed the trophy. And I was like, this is rude and incorrect. And I'm upset. And why are you doing this to me? So YouTube, that's some feedback for you.
2: I have a similar, sorry for this tangent, but I, so San Diego state football was trying to sell me season tickets and they were putting like the moments, best moments at Qualcomm and they have, the world series in 1998 and it's the Yankees, like all huddled around the world series trophy. And I'm like, can we, can we just have a little bit of common sense? Here? Right. <laughs> like,
1: exactly.
2: Like this is in San Diego, you're promoting to San Diego and you have the Yankees <laughs> lifting in a damn trophy where they beat us. Where
0: oh. they swept us, oh. that rough that times. Wasn't,
2: that wasn't necessary RJ. Well,
0: so was the will comment, but here we are bringing us all down. I got, a, I got a good final, you know, unifier. Uh, and that's, uh, that's Bob Brenly and uh, how Ooh. like he sucks um maggie you know let's let's start with your most recent incident i i don't know if you've got like hate in your heart and you want to let it out about bob but uh why, why don't we talk about the do-rag incident
1: just like
0: just why like <laughs> that's what most listeners of bob Brendley ask themselves pretty much every time he talked just why it's he suggested... just like go ahead.
1: no just like what in your brain was like oh this will be a funny one like <laughs> people either didn't get it or did and were like this is very racist so like just shut your mouth <laughs>
0: Like, I like how most of the things that talked about it's like you know race racial undertones I'm like I don't know I feel like he was he really hit the nail on the head with that one that was like you know not really undertone but more like right. an overtone
1: yeah. Racially charged. Like, no, nope, it's just, let's just say it. It was racist. Um, and just like, oh, so oh that and unnecessary. Um, and then he had an apology and he was like, I'm going to take sensitivity training. And it's like, Oh, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> like you're going to say the same shit that you've been saying about another player next week about their, Braggado show or their necklace or whatever it may be, like just get' him out of there. We don't need that. It's like half obviously overtly racist and also just that energy of like oh, the game's like too not what it used to be, just get it all out of here,
0: yeah unfortunately we're we're almost at the point now where like all the all the old heads like we just kind of gotta wait them out because they they can't live forever uh, <laughs> Tyler. On the list of, like, you know, him suggesting that Bumgarner should peg people because we were hitting bombs off him. Uh, suggesting that Jorge Mateo and the Potters were stealing signs because Jorge Mateo hit a bomb off a hanging curveball. Uh, I think he said something about Tatis wearing a bike chain on bike chain, yep. his neck. Yep. Well, where does this one rank for you?
2: I mean, there's just so many things to say. Uh, first of all, I, I think it's funny that you bring this up about five minutes ago, breaking news. Bob Brentley has been suspended for a week from the broadcast. Ah, no. So hey. at least we are, I actually thought that's why you brought it up because I got a, a notification about five minutes ago. But yeah, the legend, I mean, I, I said this in the group chat. So I'll share it here. I, I just, the man won a World Series for the Diamondbacks. He has a job for life. He did something that probably no one else will ever do in the history of the world. Won a World Series and he just can't do it. He just has to not say something racist on the broadcast and he just he just can't do it, like you mentioned the bike chain with Tatis. He says that the Padres are stealing signs. He you know is going after Lindor now. It's just I I just don't understand. I got to go back and look at that Diamondbacks roster and see who's in that
0: clubhouse. Other than Marte, I, I think it's kind of pretty pretty white to be I honest. Meant, I meant
2: uh, I actually meant like when he was coaching. I, I got oh. Tony Womack on the top of my brain. Oh, but yeah, I, Tony. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, unfortunately, I keep thinking of like Craig Council and uh, yep. Houston. Well, Luis Gonzalez, I mean, he was kind of, you know,
2: Gonzalez, you know, yeah. something there There you
0: go. <laughs> I don't know. The guy, like you said, you just, just don't say something racist. And I mean, I'm glad they suspended him because like clearly there's a pattern. This isn't like a one-off instance. Yeah. Um, I I think they, I think someone overheard them there being like a discussion and be like, we know there's not a racist button in your body. I'm like, Do we though? Oh, is that a real report? I thought that was a joke.
1: Oh, I thought I thought that was a joke too. I thought it was like, yeah. Oh Oh,
0: man, if that was real then, Jesus. (laughs) Now I'm like doubting if it was real or not. It
2: it could have been real. I just it seems so far-fetched that it just I know. (laughs) It's
1: like, yeah, he does. It's his jaw that controls his mouth. Like
2: (laughs) It's true. That's a very good point. I'm gonna say that one. I feel so bad for his partner though. His partner is just like, uh, yeah, ball, ball two, uh, two and one. <laughs> it's
0: it's like the racist version of the uh, the guy who um is the partner for with uh, uh Bill Walton. Like Bill Walton just kind of goes on like random ass like tangents, and you, you know the guy's just got to be like, all right, let's get us back on track. And this guy's just like, God, another racist tangent. All right, anyway, strike two. There's a there's a high fly ball to left field, and uh, Cassianos has hit a home run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did you hear that maggie the the reds guy who um said the thing about san francisco and then apologized mid-game and then you know interrupted his apology oh, to yeah. announce the oh, game oh my
1: god yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's where bob Brenley's heading like don't give i i'm like so confident that he's gonna do the same thing and like oh, i can't wait
2: and what's pretty great is they used to be partners really and Tom oh Brand- my Tom god Brown and bob oh, Brenly no. was
0: absolutely a, a duo what, the watch them! Watch them start like their own like underground like baseball <laughs> network where they just
2: disappear. what is it par- parlor? <laughs>
1: yeah, literally going to be broadcast on own. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is that the one that Mike Gundy had? the yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm like, damn! I'm so out of it. I don't even know. That, what was, that was a really good. <laughs>
0: that was really good. Maggie had like two just back to back zingers with the
1: the jawbone in that one. <laughs>
2: clearly had a lot of sort of hatred for Bob Brenly.
1: I had to bring it, you know, I had to bring it.
0: (laughs) Maggie, any other thoughts or are you good?
1: I mean, I feel like it'd just be a a missed opportunity for us to not connect over the most iconic event to ever happen at Petco Park. Um, I'm
2: I'm happy to have this discussion because of what it came to be.
1: of a beloved a beloved honestly make him our fifth man right now any day (laughs) i'd love it just it was who knew on a beautiful sunny day james shields on the bump we get our our magic our magic was made with a bartolo home run and RJ was there to witness it. And, you know, that's just...
2: So was I. Yeah. <laughs> I were...
1: That makes sense you were together. It Ugh. does. Beautiful.
2: I actually have witnessed the two greatest Mets moments in Peco history where David Wright had, like, the diving, barehanded catch and the uh, Bartolo Cologne uh, home run. So you
1: lucky bastards.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we the Padres could use Bartolo Cologne, too. I mean, we need an innings eater, and Lord knows Bartolo Cologne can eat. So, <laughs> I <laughs>
1: Hey, I don't know oh. if you've seen these videos of him at home in the DR, but like, he's still got it. Okay. <laughs> he's playing some ball in the yard and he's bringing it.
0: I, I bet he's still got, I bet he still touches 90. Like he, he, his arm oh. has just always been live.
2: Well, those videos are so funny. Cause there's they're playing like stick ball and it's like this 18 year old is probably trying to hit his 88 mile an hour two seamer with like a stick. It's like Good luck kid. <laughs>
0: But yeah, to, to Tyler's point, Maggie, um, that home run, we are all very confident now, basically sealed James's Shield's fate in uh, getting traded. And that trade resulted in Fernando Tatis Jr. So in all in all, even though it was super embarrassing Everybody at the wins. moment and uh, I was like cowering in, you know, disgrace at the time, it, it all worked out in the end. So I'm glad we can all be united now in, in such a great moment in uh, not just Padres and Mets history, but based on history, you know, that... That's one of the few highlights that I see every year. And every year people are just like nonstop retweeting it. So sucks to suck to be James Shields, I guess.
1: Yeah, it is, must be tough for him, I will say. But, you know, it's just a home run.
0: <laughs> it <laughs> is. Just a, he still lives here too, by the way. Well, yeah, I think, I think he lived here before he came here. And that's like oh, one wow. of the reasons why he wanted to sign with us. He also um. has like that cryotherapy business going.
1: Um, oh he's fine he's yeah fine.
2: apparently he's like a pro level golfer from what i've heard he's Uh-oh. like always around
0: town golfing it's just incredible not a surprise but yeah was not apparently a great locker room guy oddly which was odd because that's what you know he was kind of brought in to be but whatever i mean
2: in fairness if you're giving up bombs to bartolo Colonna, are you gonna be in a good mood
0: <laughs> that's fair i mean tommy Pham's supposedly a good locker room guy and he's yeah, trying to true. fight the happiest person on earth and hassan kim so <laughs>
2: You In know. fairness, I think he was trying to fight seventy-year-old Bobby Dick- Dickerson who just had a heart attack. But <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: God, are they okay?
2: We don't know. No, we're not right. sure.
0: <laughs> I mean, Fam hasn't been okay for you know since he's been here. But uh I'm more worried about Kim. I think he like is actually hurt.
2: And for Lindor, who says no problem for a
0: problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, we've got the money to take on that contract right
2: (laughs) and he's one more million dollars than Fernando so yeah yeah got paid
0: yeah that's why that's why I'm especially nervous about this series I think like you know Lindor is just like okay I got my million dollars more than Fernando now I really gotta show him why so like I said I'm I'm predicting uh, a big series from him um, and all right, that will do it for us uh, for this week's episode of the Pod Squad Pod. Um, thank you for joining us, Maggie. You guys can follow her at uh, what's your what's your Twitter handle, Maggie?
1: Mag's car thief.
0: Nice. Expect uh, expect like one follower to, to take yeah. me up on that. So, you know, always always looking to add to the totals. Uh, look Got out for our- to you, Cameron Parvini. <laughs> <laughs> look out for our looks like polls. Uh, we always love putting those out. You guys can vote on the polls and we'll update those on our next episode, which will be next week, next month. Who knows? We're uh, we're half a pod down, and uh, I don't know when our schedules are gonna align again. So uh, you know, we'll we'll keep you guys on your toes. But uh, for RJ Shanks, uh, this is Tyler Miho and Maggie McCarthy. We'll see you guys next time.
2: Go pods. Go dad. Fuck Chris Taylor. <laughs>